We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Heat Beat Podcast. I'm your host, Giancarlo Navas. And with me today, we have producer co-founder, Mr. Brian Goins. Hello. I just did a hiccup during my introductions. That's a, that's a first. Right, yeah, I know. Probably edit it out or maybe I'll... No, I want to keep it. This is organic. We're, we're, we're out here for the people. We have our professional screw-up, Alex hey. Toledo. What's going on? We have our statistician and pun master, Nikias Duncan. Hello. And we have our other statistician and professional photoshopper, Mr. Christian Hernandez. What's going on? The Maple Rick. We're going to talk a lot about Maples today, a particular Maple on the team. Uh, Kelly Olenek. So Miami last night kind of, I don't want to say gets throttled by Boston. because How do you always forget to do your introductions to the Five Reason Sports Network? That's why I have a producer. So Brian, as you mentioned, we are part of the Five Reason Sports Network, started by Ethan Skolnick and Chris Whittingham, longtime journalist and radio personality. Down here in South Florida, we have a family of podcasts, local fitness, dolphins, other dolphins podcasts, uh, Ethan's show, five reasons. Yeah, name them, can you? Yeah, I can. We got Fish Tank. We got Three Yards Per Carry. We got The Balls Cast. We got Chambers Podcast. We have so much going on here on the Five Reasons Sports Network. So click that subscribe button on iTunes. Rate. Hey, give Ethan a five-star review because if he doesn't, he's going to be mad at me. Give us a review of however you feel like. Hopefully, it's a five star review. Give all our podcasts five stars. Just click that five star. Give it. Give it. that means a lot. Like honestly, you those not in content creation don't understand how important that little five star rating is because that's like our life. So if you can uh, hook it up with a review and a little little five star, that'd be that'd be awesome. Uh, and check out everything we're doing. Dash radio. 
Dash Radio. We're also on Dash Radio, High Dash Radio. Uh, we got some stuff planned for five reasons. We got a website coming out. I mean, Heatbeat already has a website, but more stuff for Heatbeat on the horizon. So make sure to check everything out that's going Find on. Find Nikai's latest uh, story on MiamiHeatbeat.com. We're doing everything on the front end, aren't we? Yeah, we're going to get to that. Nikaias wrote an awesome piece today about the starting lineup and what Eric Spolster should do. Check that out at heatbeatmiami.com. And as well as find the latest nugget on why the Heat might or may not trade for Bradley Beal. So there's tons going on here. All right. So Kelly Olenek has not played a game, has not played like any significant minutes in some time. Um, and that's kind of... Like, to me, last night, okay, fine. They, they lose on the road to Boston. I don't think that's a bad loss. The one at Detroit is pretty horrible. It was just not a good road trip. That one and three is unacceptable, considering the opponents they played. But I think the topic of conversation now is the spotations and the lineups and all these permutations of Rodney Magruder or James Johnson or whatever. And I, I don't know, like, I was reading that Brian Albert Random, a capologist on Twitter, wrote something about Kelly's minute bonus. What, what was that? So there's, there's a lot to go about the bonuses. I think the better story is actually from Anthony Chang. He kind of broke down the bonuses for each player. Anthony um, Chang of the Miami Herald, friend of the show. Uh, well, he wrote it for Palm Beach Post at the time. Okay, so. But now the Miami Herald. <laughs> of the, formerly Anthony Chang, the puppet of the Palm Beach Post, now the Miami Herald wrote a piece on Kelly Olenek. Wait, I tell you, Brian. So Kelly Olenek, um, his career high in minutes is 1,538. That was before he joined Miami. That was with Boston. Uh, so when he signed his deal with Miami, um, his, his bonus is, is when he reaches 1,700 minutes and he earns a, a million dollars for that. And he also earns an extra 500,000 if the if team makes the playoffs this season. So his, but I guess in particular, what I was interested in is the minute bonus because like, it's just, I don't know. It just, it feels weird that Miami is not playing him a lot and he has a minutes bonus and Albert random kind of wrote about that a little bit. And I don't want to go full conspiracy or anything, but like, I don't know. It's just, I'm trying to find reasons and Chris and Nakayas, thankfully you're here so you can help me out. Like I am trying to find a just reason why Kelly is not playing over guys like JJ who just seem like they're not at the top of their game. Hey, guys. Oh, you want me to take it first? Okay. Um, I, was, I was giving it to <laughs> I threw the lob up. Like, if it's Bam, you know, Bam always goes to get it. You, like, one of you is DJJ and the other one's Bam. Both I mean, like, Nikai's just wrote something on this, so I figured it's probably fresher in his mind. I'm still actually searching things right now that I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're the Kelly guy, so I thought you were going to hop in. But no, I think... <laughs> Um, you want Kelly Olenek in there as kind of like an extra ball handler, but most, mostly as a spacer, and his shot has left him. Um, he's shooting a little over 32% from three this year, um, 18% in January, which is obviously not great. Um, he's not a good defender, so if he's not shooting well... Is he a not good defender, or is he an average defender? Uh, he, I mean, he can't really move well laterally. Okay. Like, he's a smart team defender. And I think in certain matchups, he's fine, especially if you play him at the five, you can kind of drop him. But if you're talking about playing him at the four, like he can't really move. So you have to be getting the value from him offensively. And since he isn't making shots, there really isn't much of a case for, to be made for him to play over J.J. since even when J.J. isn't shooting well, which he randomly is for three right now, um, J.J. can at least hang with fours and some threes. So I think that's where that value comes in. 
Yeah, and I mean, at least uh, according to synergies, Kelly's actually been a pretty well-rated defender this season. And I think a lot of that, because I remember I stumbled upon this a few weeks ago, was, you know, the Heat have been using the zone defense a lot this season. And a lot of that has been while Kelly's been on the floor. Um, and he's actually, I believe he had defended either the most or second most shots in the zone as of about a month ago. And he was holding opponents to about 25%. So he seemed to have a, kind of a natural knack to play in the zone defense, uh, which I think was helping kind of inflate the value that he brought on the defensive end. Okay, so I'm wrong. I mean, I, I just, I guess, I, Alex, I don't know, were you with me on eye test on like Kelly not, Kelly deserving that, those minutes over, over guys like JJ? I do think on eye test, he, uh, I think you're right about that. But yeah, I, I get why, you know, if he's not hitting shots, it's not that crazy to not play him because they have 12 guys they got to play at all times. So anybody who isn't, who might not be playing well, uh, you know, can get benched at any point. That's like, that sounds infuriating. Like, imagine if you're Coach Bo and you have 12 to 13 guys that legitimately have a case that they should play. And guys are not good. Like, look at Dion. And, like, I get the, the Dion thing's kind of interesting because Dion in the beginning was like, I'm ready to play. I'm ready to play. Like, coach, coach is not playing me, blah, blah, blah. And he's on Instagram, like, you know, saying, you, you tell coach when he's going, I'm going to start or whatever. And Spolster has been oddly public, publicly pushing back on Dion's comments. And it seems pretty clear that Dion's ready to play and he's playing well. Yeah, um, I mean, it's kind of hard to argue with that. I mean, I was, I, I was making a lot of fat jokes. I'm not even going to try to hide it, right? <laughs> you know, like, you know, I mean, we all were. We were just, you know, like, I made Waiter's Island that crazy Photoshop that seems like so long ago. That literally seems like a decade ago. But I think that is the, you know, the slow kind of torture that we're in right now. It's just... Are you what were you you realize that we're like panicking now and we're still like one game below 500. But Remember this- how bad it was? It, it was bad. I mean, but the road trip, that was, a, I mean, that was an alarmingly bad road trip. I mean, well, get, m- multiple blowouts by like 30-something points is, is not a good sign for your basketball team. For sure. It was bad. And like even last night, I know that they made it competitive at the end, but I mean, everything, everything was going wrong in that Celtic game. And it, it, I mean, the fourth quarter push, um, like fine, whatever. But like, if nothing in that game was promising to me at all, other than justice being good. Listen, man, I think watching Heat fans get mad game after game <laughs> at Spo. No, just I mean, at Spo in general, this, that that stuff's been really funny to me. But I, what I was gonna say was that I think it's been funny, like us getting like frustrated that oh man, they just lost three out of four after they won all those games in a row. Like, yeah, we've, we've known for two and a half, three seasons now that this team is thoroughly average, you know, to above average if they get some high-level play, you know. Why are we surprised anymore, man? I don't understand. Like, they're going back to their level. You get what I'm saying? It's kind of like, I feel like this season's going to be a lot of that. A yeah, lot of up and down. That season. I mean, they're, they're always, but like, I don't know, but... It feels fixable. Like, Nikias wrote today about the starting lineup, and we look at the starting lineup, and, like, Rodney, and, and I know Chris has some numbers on, on Rodney Magruder, like, on and off, but, like, I don't know. It just feels like things should be shuffled around a little bit. Like, guys like Dion proven that they can play. Defensively, Dion looks good. I know Chris was telling me before the show that his defensive synergy numbers are good. Like, they have some things that trend positively for them, um, and Goran's not even back yet, which is just cause a disaster. I mean, I don't even know what the hell they're going to do there. But I think that 
a couple things have to be shifted around. And some guys like Rodney probably should play a little less. I was kind of on the Kelly train. So I, I don't like Chris. You, I know that you have some, some cool stuff on Rodney. Um, man, honestly, I was kind of hoping, you know, when you kind of go searching for something and you're kind of hoping for a clear answer, um, you got a bunch of question marks. Yeah, man. I feel like I just have even more questions. Like you, I was trying to look at Rodney and James Johnson together because obviously they're the two guys that people are most focused on right now. And I know that Nikias has kind of been leaning towards that. He thinks that Rodney is more of a, I guess, factor and more of the teams, especially a lot of their lineup problems. So I'm looking at it and it's funny because they're, when you, when they're on the, the court together, the heat are getting outscored by eight points per hundred possessions, a minus 8.1 net rating, which is obviously not good. No bueno. And then when, and I swapped it with both players. So regardless of whether it's JJ or Rodney, when the other guy isn't on the court, the heat are a 2.2 net rating, 2.9 net rating. So they're a winning basketball team. It's just putting them together and has been awful. And they've done it for 430 minutes this season. That's a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a big sample. But I think, I mean, so they how are they did. starting? <laughs> I mean, exactly. That's the real question. So which, right? one, Why do you are sit? So which one do you sit is, is the question. Who, who would be the best uh, replacement player to slide into whatever the three or four position? Mr. Duncan? Not Duncan Robinson. <laughs> I said Mr. Duncan. I'm, I'm trying to pitch it into Caius. Oh, well, you should have been more. Oh, but um, I think Rodney is the guy you replace because, I mean, he's – I mean, he's the smallest guy in the lineup, which is hilarious because he's still guarding these wings. And I'm not going to go off on a tangent again. But, <laughs> but I think Rodney is the guy you replace. And, I mean, it really depends on what Miami wants to do offensively. Honestly, if they want another creator, then I think you go with Dion. You kind of work Justice and Jay Rich more off ball. I think that helps them a little bit. Um, if you want to space the floor for those guys, then you bring in Tyler Johnson, who has performed pretty darn well with those, with Justice J. Rich and Hassan. Hassan's been, Hassan's been another guy that's been really good. That, like, I, I know that he gets a lot of crap from the fan base, but I think that he's played his role very well. Besides the free throws. Eh, whatever. I mean, that, that, that's a big deal. Like, you, you can't I mean, shoot 40% on free throws. But, like, I, I, I legitimately don't think that's something he can control. I, I, it's, I, we know, I mean, you can't try harder on free throws. I mean, I've been to practice. I see that he's working on free throws all the time. So it's not, it's not that he's not trying. It's not that he, it's just. Have you seen what Andre Drummond's done this season to kind of change up his free throw routine? What? He's chatting up like before he shoots a free throw. So he's like, he's not even like, he doesn't even think he's at the game. He's just chatting over his teammates, asking him like, oh, what did you do last night for dinner or whatever, stuff like that. And then he shoots his free throw. So he like kind of like focuses out of like the whole motion of, you know, striping up the line, getting the ball from the referee, you know, taking your two dribbles. And Wait, then he's doing that at the line? He's doing it at the line. There's serious breakdown on Twitter. I've seen it. I had a coworker talk to me about it. We had an in-depth conversation about it. Why him. is a coworker in Orlando talking to you about Andre Drummond's free throw? Well, he, he's a Knicks fan, and I, I guess... That makes it even weirder. <laughs> I think they played the Pistons not too long ago, so that, that kind of brings it up. Hey, if that doesn't speak to the Hold on, wait a second. NBA, Drummond, hey, we can all be NBA fans here. We have league pass now. Drummond shooting a shiny 52% from the free throw line. That's, it's still working so well. I, mean, oh, I, thought, I thought he was doing better than that. Yeah, I thought he was too. Yeah, no. DeAndre Jordan. But what's, DeAndre Jordan's the guy's really percentage out right now. 
Honestly, that's Drummond's second highest free throw shooting number in his career. Hey, I'll take it more than 40% oh right God. now. He's under 30 like every year except for two, which last year he shot. Under 60. 30? Uh, like, I'm sorry, under 40. Uh, <laughs> last year, career high, 60% from the free throw line. <laughs> it's like with well, Justice shoots at the how rim now. Can we, get, can we get Hassan to start posting some Snapchats at the free throw line? Then he takes a shot. Because oh, he used to do really well when he takes his own Instagram shots and stuff, right? And he posts his own whatever is. But then just like, there, I mean, Hassan's like a hand-eye coordination for that. I, I don't think so. Hassan's at four, one arm, forty-two percent, which is just like hold one and then shoot the other, right? That's a horrible suggestion. So, how funny is it going to be when Heat fans get mad after Dion starts and is taking away ball handling reps, and shooting? That's what I'm saying. The guys is like another creator, so Justice can be off ball. I was like, why would why do you want Justice off ball? I mean, you don't want him, like, not full-time, but I'm saying Justice has become... It's like, Dion. Whoa, whoa, guys, guys. Justice is in the 85th percentile as a spot-up shooter. He is legitimately turning himself into an elite spot-up player. I, mean, I, tr- I trust the shot. Like, I'm at the point that where I'm... Com- I, he's shooting in different ways. It's not just... It's not just spot up. It's he's kind of coming off screens and shooting. He's like catching, you know, he's catching and shooting. He's coming off screen. Like he's doing a lot of, he's like shooting in a lot of ways that I'm, I'm been impressed. Justice Ellington. 38% from three this year. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. He just needs to work on his pull up. I mean, he's last year, he shot 38% so screens on yeah, two attempts. Please, please. That'd be so fun. <laughs> I don't want to see Justice coming off screens. I don't think. I don't oh, think you want Kelly to do it. <laughs> I mean, the footwork is just so much different. That, that's gonna t- that's gonna take a minute. I think. Brian's freaking feisty today. <laughs> I'm glad Brian's talking today. It's I like it too. I like this Brian. I like Brian giving his shitty suggestions. Write that down. Is clapping back at Nikaias. I haven't even watched a game in like three weeks too. That's not something. That's not something you admit on air. <laughs> Okay, I do watch it. I just don't watch it live anymore. So okay, we can, we can live with that. There's no, there's, there's not fun not watching it without Twitter. Uh, I, I, can I can't pay Twitter attention to Twitter. You can't. It's so much more fun to watch people complain in real time uh, about this. It, it is. It is great. Like when something really bad happens, or like you know, Justice shoots an air ball, or like Tyler throws the ball into the stands. Like you just know there's going to be some quality content waiting for you at the fucking. Break. Chris, you know what my favorite new thing now is when the Heat are going on a run and people are preemptively complaining about Spoke leaving them in too long. <laughs> it's like, oh, so we all know Spoke's going to ride this out too long. I, I, mean, I, I mean, I've done that before. Like, I did I, that I, last I, night. I, I did I, that I last night. I posed the question because you always know, okay, look, five, six, five minutes left in a quarter. There's usually supposed to be some substitutions, and if there's not at that point, there's a pretty good chance you're not going to see him again. I mean, last night, they went on that insane run, and I'm like, I have no idea when you're supposed to take them out, but I know what it looks like when you, start, when you should already start sending guys to the score table. And they had, like, two bad possessions in a row, and I was like, pull the plug, pull the plug, Spo. Yeah, once Dion basically dribbled it off of Marcus Smart's foot, you kind of knew, like, that they're out of gas now. That one hurt. That one hurt. It felt like they were coming back for a second. I knew there was no way they were going to win that game. I knew that that comeback was going to come. Not, I didn't not know Kyrie Irving was on the other team. It was not going to happen. 
And he shut the door on them completely. And that's like, that's what Miami doesn't have. Like, they don't have a guy that you know that you can, that can shut the door on the opponent. That's why I'm like, how could you be surprised when they lose on the road at Detroit? Like, Blake Griffin is way better than Detroit. Detroit's horrible, and it's a very easy double team on Blake Griffin, and then you force a bunch of bad players to make a play. I get it, man. But my but it's the same point that you're making right now. When you have that player at the end, all they do is keep it close. They they never gain that big lead to, to make it comfy, especially not on the road. And it's like that Detroit loss was keep it close. I trust Blake Griffin over whatever the Heat are trotting out with three minutes left over <laughs> over D Wade. Like I'm sorry that that Detroit <laughs> loss was 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 lit, like. Unex- inexcusable to the nth degree. It was just like a bad freaking loss. They should have won. They should have won. They should have won. Lost the Bulls if it wasn't for that fourth quarter, they should have lost the Bulls game. They have not played well. Like th- that Bulls game, they won. Like this has been a horrible road trip. And I know that they had the Bulls game was fun. You get the Dwayne Wade moment. This, but like they, they've been bad, man. They've been bad. Do you know yeah, the Heat had like the best shooting fourth quarter or any quarter of any NBA team in like 30 years? During that Bulls game? Yeah, they shot like over 90%. It was insane, yeah. Um, I mean, that would happen to the Bulls. <laughs> like, the... But, and like, I don't even know... I don't even know where to start, like, where the bad play is stemming from. Like, do you guys think it's all just starting lineup is creating a mess for the bench, or do you think that runs deeper? It has well, to be the rotation, to be honest. Okay, I mean, Ryan, we had, we Ryan's had, on Spotation Island. Well, no, it's not. It's not, not. It's not because I'm basing it off what I see on Twitter. I'm basing it off the comments we see from the players after games and stuff. Like just recently today, we heard from Kelly that uh, he feels like he should be deserving, or at least not deserving more minutes, but at least knowing what his role is day in and day out. It's it's kind of an up in the air situation every single day, and I agree with him. And I kind of want to. I didn't get the chance to actually read the rest of the stuff from Albert Random's story, but. Um, so far, Olenek has played 159 minutes through the Heat's first 44 regular season games this season, of which he's played in 43. He had that one DNP CD against Brooklyn not too long ago. So if he was able to remain healthy the rest of the season, so they had 38 more games, he would have to average 22 minutes in order to, reach, to achieve his $1 million signing bonus. Right now, he's under 20 minutes for season, and he's playing in the last couple of games, last five games, he's averaging 12 minutes per game. Hold on. So do we now think that the Heat are caring about this $1 million <laughs> that they would have to pay Kelly? They have mm-hmm. the highest payroll in the league. League. But the, t- but the tax of guys tax implications matter. They're only above the tax threshold by one point two or $3 million. Seriously? Yes, it's not that yes. bad. It's great. Oh, no, they're 5.3 over. But it, it actually would be cheaper because we're, I'm assuming the Heat are going to trade um, Ellington. I was about to say, if they care that much about what about the money, they have to flip Ellington for a second somewhere. Yeah. Somebody will do it, right? Like, I think they're just waiting to see if they can package him with another guy to kind of give a sweetener to dump one of those longer deals. But, like, what's the market for that? But the, the problem is, is, like, the situation in the league is kind of odd because the teams that would want, like, I think guys that you probably look at for Miami to move are James Johnson, Kelly, Wayne, and Goron. And because Dion, I don't think is really, although he's playing well, so yeah, maybe Rodney in there. Nobody would, I don't think what value does Rodney doesn't get you. Rodney's not a sweetener to a deal, and Rodney Rodney's contract does not get to Ellington. He's I mean, a lot, he's cheaper than Rodney's Ellington. Really he has cheap. like five years uh, less than Ellington. 
I mean, as far as age, he hasn't been, he hasn't been good, and Ellington has value to a team. Brian's that still a rotation player. That, he, if like he Philadelphia, shorter, he'd be can you get two player. seconds for Ellington and Rodney? Is what I'm saying. I'm not saying he gets you something real, but you know something no. like that. But I, I, do, see, I could see him in a package like with Wayne Ellington if he were to ship both to like Houston for um, whatever expiring contract. Exactly. That's what I think they should do. But I think no matter how you slice it, there's no right thing for them to do. I think they could do a better job of managing their rotations, sure. I yeah. think the problem is at the end of the day, what, what is it they're going to increase their total wins by, honestly, like two, three, four wins? What are it's, we not a, it's not just that. It's that you risk guys being unhappy. Like you risk Kelly being unhappy. You risk, like, you risk people around the organization the being is, unhappy. Huh? With the way the roster is currently constructed, that's always going to be the case. Always. No matter how you cut Gore's it. Gore's not that's, even that's, freaking that's back. Gore's not back. Then you have exactly. Spo taking Spo's taking strays, man. Like you got Spo taking strays. You got all these guys unhappy. You create bad relationships with agents, right? So Kelly Kelly's agents mad, right? So he's just like, you know, why is my guy not playing? And then you got Dion's agent, like, why is Dion yeah, not playing? You have Wayne Ellington having a meeting with the Heat, trying to figure out what his role is. It's not good, man. It's because not good. For me. I mean, especially for Wayne, he's a free agent next season. He should have gotten a big payday this season for what he did last year, and he didn't. I think and we were I kind of expecting it to get two, three, four years, I and mean, he only signed one. And he then probably they, had offers, and we don't him. know. I'm sure that he had offers. I mean, considering the season he came off last year, somebody would have given him something for a cont- like contender would have, could have yeah. used him. But and I, I want to read this part from uh, Lay's story that he wrote about his nuggets and stuff. So right now, to hear listening to offers for Ellington, the belief exists that they're likely coming the desire to be moved by the February seven trade deadline. However, nothing is remotely close, according to a source familiar with the situation. But among the teams that might have varying levels of interest in Wayne Ellington, according to the league source, are the Denver Nuggets, the Dallas Mavericks, Houston Rockets, and the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't think he makes much sense for Denver just because Denver's defense has really fallen off a cliff, and I do think they have to fix that if they're going to make a playoff run in the West. Rodney. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know if Rodney's helping them, man. I mean, people down here are complaining about Rodney and, and the viability defensively and everything, and I do think that Rodney a bit is played out of position, but I, like, I'm not really sure that Denver's a decent trading partner. I look at him more like for Philadelphia, for Portland, um, for the Lakers, um, and I do think that they might want to move him to a good team to kind of do him a solid because, I mean, Wayne did... Wayne did them a solid by signing for less. And they, I think maybe Wayne feels like they've done wrong by him by not playing him. So it wouldn't surprise me if they're trying to find a contender to send him to, or they're just waiting to package him with someone else. Um, well, you know, you were talking about Rodney and you were trying to point to like what really, I guess it is about him that brings the team down. And I can't really speak to exactly what it is apart from, you know, kind of what Nikias talked about earlier, but I spent some time this weekend running data on the one thing that's really bothered me about the team. Do you know what that is, Gianni? I, I don't know. It's the fact that we have six guys who we expect to play a role that are six, five or shorter. Oh, so that's 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 a that's the drum I've been banging. Right. Okay. So I decided to sit down because I was bored as shit the other day, and I just started running numbers of how many of those players are on the court and how the team does, trying to figure out, you know, kind of what you were posing before. What's really been the big problem with this team? They too small, and, Ernie. <laughs> and do you do you want to know what what the results have been? I mean, it's I'm nothing conclusive, but it, I think it's still you know fascinating. Sounds like a small sample size theater. When it comes to samples, 
size matters. Except for this next segment. Let's have some fun with some small, teeny-weeny sample sizes. This is Small Sample Size Theatre, featuring Lake Heights, Duncan or Christian Hernandez, whoever is available. Chris, what you got? Okay, so just like, okay, so obviously, here are the six guys that are 6'5 or shorter on the team. You have Rodney Magruder, Tyler Johnson, Dwayne Wade, Wayne Ellington, Dion Waiters, Goran Dragic. So, so far this season, well, this was as of, this was before the Bulls game. So this doesn't have the last couple games of data, but I think it still paints a nice picture. When there are none of those guys on the court, if we've only seen 28 possessions, so literally (laughs) maybe a quarter of basketball. (laughs) Mind you, the Heat have outscored the opponents by 10. So it's been good. A a 35.7 net rating. You can't do anything with it. It's a quarter. You know, <laughs> what a what a quarter it is. Like, Who Clay it? Thompson scored like thirty points in a quarter once. You can't trust a quarter. Last we, night, I have <laughs> an idea. How about we just run that lineup, whatever it is, in the third quarter of every game? Yes. Uh, we just solved the third quarter. There you go. <laughs> Problem solved. You're welcome, Spo. You're <laughs> listening. Pirates. Okay. All right. So, but going back to Rodney for a second, where it got interesting. Galaxy brain. I, Oh, we're getting very galaxy brain right now. <laughs> that's, but, the, that's the episode name. We're getting very galaxy brain. <laughs> and we talked about conspiracies earlier too. <laughs> okay, no, no. All right, so, Alex so Jones watch, watch, watch this. Though. Watch this. Oh, wait, wait, wait. With the Alex Jones of Miami <laughs> Heat media. <laughs> Don't test my name. <laughs> so we're just like bitter all the time. <laughs> You know, I hate to say it, but if you put Alex write Jones... Write that down, Brian. Brian, write that down. <laughs> Brian, write that down. Just, if you put it in the podcast, bleep out, no. Just bleep out what Alex said about that. Just, just Jesus Christ. I so didn't hear it. What do you say? <laughs> say it again. No, don't say it again. About what? Which part? This never mind. Christian, Christian, what, Christian, what is the galaxy brain take? All right. Here's the galaxy brain on Rodney. All right. <laughs> when I ran... Only having only one of those six five players on the court, I did it for every single guy where he's the only one and everybody else is bigger than him. Every single guy, the Heat are destroying teams. Tyler Johnson plus 17.9 net rating. Dwayne Wade plus 15.6 net rating. Wayne Ellington, 15.6 net rating. Ooh. Dion Waiters, 72.3 net rating. He's back! <laughs> Goran Dragic, 12.5 net rating. You want to know what Rodney Magruder's is? It has to be minus a billion. Zero. A perfect zero. Thanos has an erection. Zero. <laughs> and you know what's the most mind-blowing part about this? You've been excellent. Had double the possessions of any guy on that list. He had, The second most was Tyler Johnson, who was 201 possessions behind him. What is happening? He has a blood oath with Eric. I ha- Guarding Giannis. Like, he's the only one of those being asked to guard threes every night. <laughs> Starting threes. Do you think they just draw straws oh, and they have it rigged against Rodney that he has to guard the... <laughs> Chris, I, that's a ama- Chris, what you just said is amazing. Right, when I saw it, I was like, holy crap, I think I just found the holy grail of the Heat problem. <laughs> but okay, but then I went deeper because I was so bored on this Saturday. So I started breaking down every combination of two of them on the court. 
Look, I'm not going to bore you with the details because there were so many combinations that made my eyes bleed. But look, the long story short is when I added up all the combinations, the Heat had a minus 2.4 net rating on the season in over 2,300 possessions. That is the root of their problem. They keep playing too many of the short guys, and some of these short guys are old or bad at defense or have a crippling problem that makes them an issue to play like Rodney. I don't even know what it is. He tries so hard. I want to like him. It's not working. <laughs> so why wasn't Jay Rich on that list? He's not short enough anymore? He's 6'6". No, six, six. He's 6'6". Six, six. Yeah. Probably. I, I'm curious to see how he was. Good. And Justice. <laughs> He's not the problem. Him and Justice are not the problem. I can guarantee that. That's why they can't bench uh, James Johnson because it's like then you go back to having to play those three-guard lineups. Like we're going to see those lineups with Dwayne, Dion, and TJ. Three guards were so fun. With Rodney starting at the three, God help us. Do you remember how fun three-guard lineups were when it was Dwayne Wade when he was younger, Chalmers, and Ray Allen? That was fun. Oh, yeah. But, you know, now we're just lacking talent. and um, Now it's Tyler Johnson, Goran Dragic, and 37-year-old Dwayne Wade. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, though. If, like, if somebody was, like, constantly yelling at Tyler Johnson during a games, like, just for no reason, I think it would make me feel better about these games. Why? That, wasn't that the value that Mario really brought? Just kind of like, oh, look at that. It's like, it's like sibling rivalry right there. They tell Mario what we all wanted to say. It's not even Mario's fault. It's not. It was never his fault. I feel like he was always... I'm okay. Okay, let's be real. It, a lot of times it was his fault. The Mario lobs, did a, the Mario did a lot of dumb shit. <laughs> like, the lobs, the lobs are totally his fault. I, it still trips me out that Mario and Justice were teammates for a very short period of time. Wait, is that right? They were. They overlapped a little bit. Chalmers got traded uh, mid-season during Justice and Jay Rich's rookie year. Beasley and Justice. Beasley and Justice? They? No, they were not teammates. Oh, did, I, were they? They might have been teammates. It wasn't Beasley that, that game against Chicago where he did the little thing with the three in the corner, remember? Made that stupid face. He had like a really good oh, half. Justice, Justice rookie year was, was uh, the Wade and Bosch team. Was, yes. I don't think 15, 16. Yes, yeah, so that was a year that Goron got traded here. But Chalmers so got saying, traded. I don't think Beasley was on that team. Beasley might have. When Bosch went out, maybe? I don't I honestly can't. I remember. think Beasley would have been 14 15. Justice came 15 16. So I don't no, know. Beasley was absolutely here the year before because Beasley played finals minutes and he, he had and Derrick Rose hadn't. And that was a riot for us. Beasley has still played more finals minutes than, uh, than Derrick Rose, which is yeah. just. That Michael Beasley is shooting a career high 54% from the field this season. He Michael also Beasley. can't hit threes at all, which is yeah. Odd. He's shooting twenty one percent from three. This dude, he's shooting sixty nine percent from free from the free throw line. Yes. Okay, so yes. I have I have an update on Justice's rookie year. So <laughs> Mario Chalmers was indeed on that team, and Michael Beasley was not. I mean, we have cracked the case. If you guys want to talk trades, we should talk Michael Beasley trades. Those are the kind of trades I want to talk. about. There's no way they do it again. Unless Wait, for Michael Beasley, straight up, who says oh no? Oh my god! What is it? Beasley? I like that. Michael Beasley for Wayne Ellington. Wait, Be- Beasley can play a oh. three, right? No. Oh god! And, 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 Brian, the scoring win. The scoring wanted. The Heat did that in 2008, 2009, and then again in 2009, 2010. That was a joke. That was a joke. Spolster already tried that. 
Um, do you guys want to talk about the Wade All-Star stuff or no? I know that you have sound. I actually haven't heard the sound, but Dwayne, we made a very nice video for you, and you couldn't even give us a courtesy retweet. However, you're retweeting Bradley Beal stuff? Well, he deserves to be an All-Star. What the hell is going on? Either way, he's below uh, Dragic in All-Star voting, so he has no shot of uh, being a starter. Yeah, the Slovenian, the Slovenian contingent came out strong. Uh, what sound do you have? I know that, I know that uh, you have some sound of... Did you listen to the sound that Chris Whittingham sent us? Yes, I have. Okay, I know that one of, one of them is talking kind of about how Dwayne felt that he doesn't really deserve the All-Star and he doesn't want to take it away from somebody, if I'm understanding correctly. Yeah, we'll see what he told both Kent Bazemore and Vince Carter on their podcast. The Dap Master. Yes. It's obviously cool, you know, because, you know, the fans, you know, they want to see certain players in, but... You know, when it comes to All-Star and who's having a better second half of the season, you want to see somebody who, who's having a great second half of the season, probably their first time maybe getting in, mm-hmm. um, get that opportunity to go. So I definitely appreciate the love, but uh, it's not I'm just fan enjoy them no five, more. six days. I mean, you know, I'm going to be there. You know, it's my last my last year, so they got me there, but I played in 12 All-Star games. I mean, what, what, what I'm going to do? I'm going to be playing golf. <laughs> Shoot a fadeaway in the game. Nobody will see that. That's funny. He's right, though. Can I make a prediction? Yes. Dwayne and Jimmy are both going to take All-Star Weekend off after getting voted in, just like Jimmy did last season. Remember when he came in hungover? He did? You don't remember this? I don't don't remember remember that. No. Nikias? Yeah. (laughs) Are you going to share with the class or what? Wait, did we actually know that that exactly happened, or was it something different? I'm not getting into it. Did you hear that Zach Lowe wanted to punish Jimmy Butler for his bad behavior, and he left him off his ballot? That was. I don't funny. think it's unfair. I, don't I mean, think they like, probably shouldn't make it this year. I don't think. It's a, I mean, they. they I, I think Zach Lowe put it funny. The West, you have to talk yourselves out of guys, and in the East, you have to talk yourself into guys. Like at at the bottom of the East, you're looking at like Middleton, and you know. Like, who hasn't been great this year compared to Middleton years? I'm sorry. I know that hurts the same guys. Oh, no, no. He was awful in December. He's, he's kind of rounded back into form now. But, uh, but yeah, it's, it's just not, not been an easy transition into a butt system. Well, but, like, the bottom of the Eastern Conference, like, you know, it's a lot of talking yourself into guys. And, you know, you can make the but case. I don't think you're thinking about it the right way because if D Wade gets voted in, that means somebody that actually deserves it. Gonna, oh, no, I mean, this is Zach Lowe's bizarro it. fake ballot with Kevin Arnovitz, but, you know. No, I heard, I heard the podcast, too, but what I'm saying is I, don't, I get why he does it because he said that he only, you know, his all-star voting is based on just the 45 games or whatever, and the fact that he, you know, he went supernova on a team. He's <laughs> basically punishing him. For 15, 20 games, almost half the season. Like, what I, what I a legend. I, I, how do you not respect that? I respect it. I mean, he's 100% right. <laughs> Dude took yeah, 15 games. To, I'm kind of glad that they didn't trade Jay Rich for him because it looks like he'll probably be a free agent at the end of the year anyway. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think Jimmy stays. Like, I, no. There's just a lot to work out there. Okay. So I'm glad we got to this conversation. I, Alex has been <laughs> leading this. Oh, I think this is juicy, man. So I think the equivalent in this analogy, remember when, when – the, two, the summer of 2016 happened and D-Wade left and we're like, everybody was kind of like, yeah, they offered him money, but they didn't really do everything they could to get him. Yes. I think the Heat at the end of the day offering that Jay Rich Kelly first round pick deal 
was the equivalent of that because they knew that they, it wasn't going to get accepted and they knew that he would become a free agent at the end of the summer and that it they're wouldn't gonna, work. They're not going to have cap space. Embiid. It's they're another conspiracy. Have, they're not going to have cap space. Hey, man, trade deadline is a couple weeks away. But at that point, they're going to start have to, I mean, if, if they feel any kind of confident, they're going to have to start attaching picks to guys. The thing is, is that, like, you, there's nobody with real cap space. So you have to find a team that has a large expiring that they want to give up for someone on our team. Like, it's okay. only the Kings at this point. I think mean, they're the only team left with actual cap space. Yeah, and I read a story that they're looking for uh, for a small forward and a backup point. So, so are the Heat. <laughs> oh man, Mood at. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like if they do want to venture that route of maybe trying to build up cap space for next summer, it probably wouldn't take place in this trade line. Even though they could probably get rid of some guys like Rodney and Wayne, so they don't have to re-sign them. But, I mean, if you're trying to think of the guys who have expiring contracts in Tyler, Hassan, Goron next season, maybe you got something there, kind of like what uh, Cleveland had to do to open up cat space for LeBron. Um, at this point, I'm, I'm kind of more concerned with opening up roster spots than yeah. cap space at this point. I mean, having 12 or 13 guys that have cases for playing time is just dumb. Okay, I, I think you know what? I feel like this is a good time to leave because Leif right now on Twitter is trying to push the idea of trading for both Conley and Gasol, which I think is interesting just because I think the Heat are the only team that have the kind of contracts that can work. (laughs) (laughs) The Wizards. I don't like, I, I don't see any permutation of doing that that involves keeping Justice, Jay Rich, and Bam. And therefore, I don't know why you'd want to do that. I would respect the shit out of Memphis if they looked at James Johnson and were just like, this guy has given up and we want him on our tank squad. I would be like, what up, Memphis? Yo, we have so many guys, (laughs) so many tank squad guys that would aid them. Dion, Dion's a tank captain, dude. Sorry. Imagine if they just I'm imagine, so okay, look upset. how I'm not that upset. I'm <laughs> look how much of a downhill turn the Grizzlies have taken. Imagine if they just subbed out Conley and Gasol with Dion and Hassan. <laughs> <laughs> reverse, cool, cult- reverse culture. Reverse they culture. They don't even get their pick this year, though. Oh man! Or wait, does that, is it protected? Out. I don't know. Is it protected? <laughs> then they better they're, start tanking fast. I think their pick is top eight protected, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, they got their tank. It goes to, yeah, it goes to Boston. They got to roll that dice. <laughs> they're not going to trade them. They're not going to trade them. What's they're the point of tra- trading them? They're not, they're not trading them. And they're a small market. Once this shit is over, it's the, they're done for the next few years. They're just going to keep coming. They're going to try to get that playoff check if they even make it. Nikaias, what were you going to say? Uh, oh, I was just going to say, like, I love Jaron Jackson the third. I don't want to. I don't want him in the same locker room with Dion and Hassan. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think that's fair to him at all. He's such a good guy and such a great. Young He's guy. good. Like, like, that man. I, I don't legitimately know a trade partner for um for Miami. Like, you know, if the CP three injury was worse, maybe Goron there makes some sense because what Harden, you know. Like guys, I don't know who watched that Laker uh, Rockets game. There was a possession in overtime where James Harden literally did not pass half court for an offensive possession because he was so tired. 
Like Eric Gordon's dribbling the ball around and he's kind of like looking like, where's James? What? Oh God, what do we do? James is not here. Oh God, what do we do? Oh God, what do we do? And then Harden kind of trots past half court. Oh, thank God. And then they give him the ball. And I was like, that something needs to be done there. Yeah, it's a lot. They need Chris back pretty soon. Because they Eric need Chris Gordon, back ASAP. Yeah, like Eric Jimmy Gordon Butler. has not been himself this year. And like the Austin Rivers um, signing has been fine so far. Uh, They're depending on Gerald Green. Yeah, like that. That's not. Dude, I saw he shot twenty three pointers in one game. What was that? Heaven for him. (laughs) (laughs) But it's it's Maury Ball. (laughs) Maury Ball is Gerald Green twenty (laughs) three. But no, seriously, like James Harden has a ridiculous burden right now. He has to average forty for them to be competitive right now. Would Dion make sense over there, Nikias? Do you think? No. Uh, not. Re- uh, it would. I guess it would depend on who. Like in theory, they're gonna get. I mean, they're gonna get Chris back. So you're looking at ball handers and Harden, Paul. I mean, but even when Paul is there, Harden had a disproportionate share of of the load offensively. I did, but Chris has never really been right this year. He's always had the elbow issue, and now he's kind of. I mean, but are we are we to assume that he's gonna suddenly get better? Like, I mean, I think they're playing this kind of conservatively with him. Just my guess. I would easily. No, I mean, he's not going to get okay. They're doing the full LeBron on him. Yeah, I, th- I mean, I think he's going to be better than he was earlier in the year. Obviously, he's not going to be a hundred percent. I mean, I'm just trying to find a trade partner for that makes some sense for both teams because, like, the, I can find spots like okay, Orlando could use Goron. Um, we mentioned Detroit earlier. You know, um, Denver needs some defense. You know, Portland. You know, CJ McCollum is not playing his best year. You know, can can they need use some offense? Like, but at the end of the day, it's like what San Antonio, San. They kind of seem fine. I don't. I think that they're kind of happy where they are. I don't know. They're not going to nothing. Miami can give them will put them into title contention, and I just kind of think they are where they are. Like they, unless they get in Spolstra. <laughs> yeah, nothing. Uh, nothing <laughs> moves. Wow. Yeah. But no, you, I mean you're right. Just off the top of my head, though, I think that's kind of been the point that's been made at least on Twitter that Miami just kind of has to suck it up and sell off and stop trying to look for quote-unquote value. But I'm just saying, even like, even cents on the dollar, like, what, who? I think they're in no rush. I think that's what it is. I think they want to make trades, and, but they're in no rush to take some trade that they don't like. And I think we're going to end up seeing Ellington and possibly one other player get moved. There's still going to be too many players. And then in the summer, if they think that they have a shot at one of the free agents, they're going to end up like doing something that they weren't, willing to do earlier, like, uh, you know, sell off a pick with Hassan or, or with another contract or whatever you got to do. But Is they, a pick even enough to take Hassan? Yeah. I mean, he's, expiring deal, you mean he expires, man. He's a productive pick. pick. Yes. He's not that bad, he's man. He's not a bad player. Is that no? I, I don't. I don't think he is. But there's a lot of toxicity around him. Um, I know we've mentioned Zach Lowe a couple times. That's, yeah, but like the Wizards are starting team. Thomas Bryant at center, and and this didn't like their owner, the GM, just say the other day that they're never going to tank. Pretty much, and Thomas Bryant's been pretty good for them for what it's worth. Look, Carmelo got traded twice so far this season. Anything can happen. I read a. I got to find that tweet, but somebody, somebody was tweeting that Carmelo has had like six different teams in the last two years. And like this year he's gotten contracts from like three different people that they got to put him on the cover of Forbes tomorrow. <laughs> um, I kind of feel bad for Melo at this point. What'd you say? I never guys? thought I would get to that. You want Melo? You really, I, no, really, I don't really feel bad for him. 
No, I mean, I do kind of feel bad for him, like, the player, because, I mean, it's a Hall of Famer getting tossed around, like. Okay, fair. But, like. Yeah, people questioning if he's a Hall of Famer, too. But it's, like, like, it's off his own doing as well. Like, we. Yes, okay, I will say, here's here's my thing. Don't constantly post your workout videos. We get you can shoot. You got that, Melo. <laughs> yeah, hoodie Melo. Ah, he's going really to be living in LA soon, playing for the Lakers as like the 10th man with like five different checks coming in from five different teams living in LA, man. Ah, Can you imagine good. how many teams make the China China would make him a huge offer? Who? China. How many teams in China? Well, he could run Shanghai right now. This is the Five Reason Sports Network, Miami Sports On Demand. We now have 15 podcasts in the network covering every professional sports team in South Florida and much more, all absolutely free. You can find all of our shows on iTunes, Google Podcasts, or Podbean. If you just can't get enough, become a member of our patron feed and you'll get even more exclusive content, including post-game analysis. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. Don't abandon your team's coverage just because they missed the playoffs. Tune in and stay informed with all of the latest coaching changes and free agency rumors. Here's what you missed on the last episode of Three Yards Per Carry. But I think if you can get Alvin Kamara, and I, I think they've kind of gone away. What are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm watching. I'm watching the Adam Gase taco video. Oh, it's hilarious, isn't it? It's hilarious. The moving taco is brilliant, isn't it? I'm glad I'm keeping you so. I mean. You know, you're just watching a you're just watching a floating taco instead of listening to it. If you're interested in advertising your business on our network, reach out to us at number five recent sports on Twitter. To stay up to date with all of our shows, enter five reasons in your search bar and then hit subscribe. Hey, this is Parrish from the Light Skin Opinions Podcast. And if you haven't been listening to our show, you've been missing stuff like this. Better uh better super light skin or white buddy on your team Tyler Johnson right or the little dude who played backup point guard for, for the Sixers <laughs> what's his name Number uh, McConnell yes nah I, I, I'll McConnell. go with Tyler Johnson yeah he's in yeah, yeah. John, I got I'm taking McConnell really hell yeah McConnell's nah. strong dog and he look he look like <laughs> one of them alright dudes he look like it but he's strong he don't yeah, turn maybe. the ball over I don't like Johnson but I, I don't really like McConnell either. but you put the ball in McConnell's hands he comes off the bench for Philly and he handles their whole team when he's in the game like it runs through him he's the he's the legit I can't PG. rock with that haircut man Oh, y'all some haters on the on, even on though the TJ floor. even though TJ got some fucked up haircuts too. TJ got bad teeth and everything. He looked like yeah, a, he looked like an Amish hoodlum. I'm gonna change my vote. I'm going McConnell. Yeah, let's go McConnell. Hey. Join me, Alf, and Chris every week on the Light Skinned Opinions Podcast, only on the Five Reasons Sports Network. <laughs>